there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. With hosts Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of thesaintsnation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his. I don't even have a joke, Dave. Alright, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House. 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge. They have all your NCAA tournament needs. They have 136 draft beers. They have a 50-foot TV. You can't watch LSU because LSU didn't make the NCAA. They didn't make the NIT because America doesn't torture. Okay, that's why LSU. So LSU is just flaming out. They had five of the top 100 players in America, and they couldn't make any postseason. But the Pelican House is still there for you. You're gonna. Well, f- they they uh they pulled out of consideration because that, that, they waved the white flag. Yeah, because they because they needed to because it was painful to watch them. Yeah, they tapped out. Yeah. Yeah. So the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court. They go there. You're gonna have your bracket. You're not working Thursday or Friday. Come on, don't pretend. You know, just leave early for the quote-unquote dentist appointment or whatever the hell. Or go there, go there for a power lunch. Yeah, exactly. And by, and by power lunch, we mean you drink until you black Drinking. out and you yeah. yell at your bracket. Uh, so the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court. They're awesome. You should support them because they support us. All right. Um, we're a week into free agency, and the Saints, Andrew, managed to sign Fabio the tight end with his long flowing hair for five years, $36 million in a move that I would call a what the hell move. And here's the, here's the thing that, you know, it's, I don't think it's going to be a bad contract in a sense of if Kobe Fleener catches between 50 and 75 balls, the NFL free agency, it's got Venezuela type inflation. So I don't think 6 million is going to be that bad of a contract in a year or two at all, Andrew. But the problem is, what the hell are they doing? They still don't have any guards. Their defense is still horrible. Why is tight end the number one priority? I don't explain it to me. Well, I do think it's a need, um, and the reason I think it's a need is, you know, the minute that Ben Watson left, um, it, they needed to, they needed to fill that position, and so, you know, I, I would put tight end right up there with guard and defensive line and outside linebacker and all these other positions that we've talked about being areas that they need to improve. And so I I think, you know, tight end, you kind of add it to the list. And so they've got to tackle that position somehow. So I don't really blame them for signing tweener or Fleener. Um, But, you know, I'd say the, (laughs) I'd say the, 
the main issue for me, I mean, for me, this is really a two-year, $18 million deal. I, personally, I find it somewhat unlikely this guy will ever see his third, the third year of his contract, which would be $8 million. I, just, I, I, I don't see the Saints paying him that much um, when they could start to get cap relief. So I, I really don't view this as anything more than a two-year deal for $18 million. And, you know, if you look at it that way, I, I think they grossly overpaid. Uh, for a guy that you know hasn't really been all that productive in the NFL, and he doesn't block that well, um, I think fr- from a catching perspective, you know, there's a lot of chatter out there that all he needed was Sean Payton and Drew Brees to, you know, kind of tap into his full potential, and that that may be true. Uh, you know, I'm taking a wait and see approach with it a little bit, but it's not like this guy's been playing with Ryan Fitzpatrick or Mark Sanchez. He's been yeah, playing with Andrew Luck. You know, Andrew Luck a year ago, you know, threw for 5,000 yards and had 40 touchdowns or whatever. So, you know, the fact that his best season is 50-something catches, he's known to kind of be inconsistent catching the football. Again, I mean, this this is consistent with questionable moves this front office has made, and it, it I'm going to be honest, it's a little discouraging. Dave, did you have a little rage episode when uh, they signed Kobe Fleener? I did. I I wrote a whole uh, uh, article about it, and I mean, I agree with everything Andrew said. His on-field performance is, you know, questionable. I, I've I've read things about him being a lazy route runner, uh, being a lazy blocker, um, some uh, drop issues, and um, but all that aside, you just um, don't pay a guy like that that kind of contract. Well, the, the, my issue is there was no tight end out there available that was worth any of that money. My, my point is, is I, I don't understand why Ladarius green got uh, like 5 million a year. His contract worked out to be 5 million a year. But he only then got like, what, he didn't even get 5 million guaranteed though. Like, right. But I, so I just, there, there was no precedent that was set this preseason that, that said, yeah, they would they they would need to pay a guy like Fleener that much money. It, it was it was they just it, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's it's like the, it's like Loomis or whoever is making these decisions. It's like the front office is not looking at what the other teams are doing and basing their well maybe their maybe they got in a bidding war off of that. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, maybe they got in a bidding war with another team that was ready to overpay, um, but. I don't see how you can argue that they didn't overpay for this player. They absolutely overpaid. Yeah. They absolutely overpaid. I mean, I think they overpaid in a sense of the guarantees, but I, I, I mean, play, I mean, Tracy Porter got seventeen million dollars from yep. the Bay. I mean, I just no, the, think, the contracts were enormous. The I mean, contracts are ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I just don't. I and it, the, the salary cap's going to go up another ten million next year. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think. I don't think it's it's that ridiculous, but here's the here's the thing with it is you know we said in the off season, Andrew, we, you know we played the game where we said, hey, the Saints are probably going to add four through the draft and free agency. If they're lucky, they're going to add four starters and two backups. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have picked tight end as one of my starters. I mean, I feel like they took Dave Thomas and kind of broken Jeremy Shockey and Billy Billy Miller. Like I feel like the Saints offense can create. A 45 to 60 catch tight end out of spare parts, you know. I and I don't think like I don't think you think Kobe Fleener is going to be better than 
than Ben Watson, 75 catches and 800-something yards? I think I think he'll be comparable. Look, I mean, Ralph, you said at some point you said just get good players. Um, so this move in isolation, well, I think they overpaid for Fleener. I'm not out. But that hair, Andrew, I, I, that I'm hair dis- is flowing. I'm disappointed. I, I'm not outraged. I mean, there, he is going to be able to help this offense. I mean, consistency in hands is an issue for him. So that's you hope that's something that he can improve. Uh, you know, if, if there's a place where maybe he can improve, uh, you would hope that it's with. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Breeze and Sean Payton, who can design an offense to maybe maximize his strengths a little bit better than the Colts could. Um, But, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, they got a good player in the door. I do believe it's at least a lateral move at tight end, maybe a slight upgrade in terms of his receiving ability compared to Watson. But you know, he certainly runs better than Watson. Um, yeah. So as far as his ability to stretch the field down the middle, um, I, I think he is going to offer and that. Watson, that did, Watson did have two. If you take two games from Watson, you remove about 20 catches and 250 yards. Well, yeah. for, for, for what the Saints had paid for Fleener, he had damn well better be better than Watson. I don't want yeah. to compare. No, so what right. do you want? What do you well, Okay, he's got to be better. So what? Do, so me, what does he have okay. to do, Dave, for to make you satisfied? He needs like uh, 80 catches, I'd say, and uh, a thousand yards. I'd, I, that is- at least. I'd say it's less about that for me, and it, to me, he just really needs to produce in the red zone. Like, if they're going to pay a guy right. like that, I, I'm less worried about catches and yards. I want to see 12 touchdowns in a season, you know? Yeah, and I will say, and, and to, you know, I don't like the move per se, but I, but I do get it. And, I, and, Andrew, I think we did have, like, a long thread, like, one night or one weekend we were bored, and we were, and we were talking about that – Sean Payton really the three tight end offense is kind of what kickstarted them and kind of saved their season. I mean they were one and four. They played they they played Atlanta and that's when they started using that that you know the multi the I can whom I can't even say his name who Huma, oh, Huma They used yeah. him and Watson, and they started going the tight end heavy, and that really worked for them. So maybe they their 
they said, hey, hell, we'll, we'll go all in with the tight end heavy offense and we'll upgrade. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's part of it. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. In some ways, you can review, you can view Fleener as much of a replacement for Colson as Watson. You know, yeah. I, th- I think right. he will be more multiple. I think when they're in four receiver sets, five receiver sets, I think Fleener will be a slot guy. Um, so I think he will he will run routes that Colston used to run where you know, Ben Watson might have not been on the but, field. But most important question, Dave, better hair, Fleener or Kikaha? Uh, oh, Ooh, Kikaha good, good question. No, Kikaha because he's – I, t- I do know the, the important stuff, Andrew. Yeah, I talk, the perm. We talk yeah. about the important things on this podcast. Yeah, that's a um, great question. Uh, for, the, for the curls. But wait, I, I, I would say this. I would say I would wrap it up like this. Uh, if there was one team in the NFL where to wrap it up. <laughs> if, if there was one team in the NFL that Fleener could go to and be successful, I think the Saints uh, would probably be his his best chance. So I, 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 I would honestly say if, if he if he doesn't if it, if it doesn't work for him here in New Orleans, then I'd say trash him. He's done. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it'll be a unless he gets injured. I don't think it'll be a total flop. No, I mean, but I mean, it's but, not but like I mean this guy sucks. But yeah. if he's only catching forty-five balls a year, he's not worth six and a quarter million. No, no, you know? no that, that's that. Yeah, no, I mean that. That's the thing is, I, I think I think we can all agree we don't we like having Fleener on the team. It's a good, it's a good addition. It's a good upgrade at tight end. But it's the, the problem is is the price they paid. And uh, and the fact that the fact that maybe there were positions on defense where they they could have been upgrading first. Well, so I, I think one thing that's important when you evaluate these deals, um, I think it's important to remember. Not, let's not worry too much about seventeen, eighteen, because the Saints are actually in. in We'll see how the Breeze contract goes and, and you know, any, any other free agents they sign. But right now, the Saints are in good shape in 17 and 18. So how this Fleener deal affects them in the future, maybe not so bad because they have the cap space to absorb it, uh, especially when Gallette comes off the books and all that stuff. So you know, really you look at this year in isolation, which is really the year where the Saints are up against the cap well, and don't have a lot to play with. And he's only counting about $2.5 million well, against the cap I this year. S- I want to say there was – I forget what team. It might have been Baltimore or – there was some team. They paid a freaking special teams gunner. They gave him like three years, $9.5 million. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I can't remember his name, but but PST was like, wow. And Atlanta gave Sanu freaking $7 million a year, $15 million guaranteed. That guy – he caught 33 balls last year for Cincinnati and got <laughs> and lost his starting job. So I mean, the money is ridiculous in the NFL, and it's and, and like the thing is, the money in the NFL is not going to get less. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just going to get worse. But here's the thing. But I mean, none, none, half half these guys or more will never see the end of these deals. No, I mean that's important to remember. You know, these five year, six year deals, they're going to get cut after year three or four. Well, here's the, here's the here's the thing. And I want to get to the the breeze. And the, and the ones that don't get cut are going to be forced to restructure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but the 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 breeze deal, you know, looking back at it, I, I can't believe we thought that there was a chance to get done. I mean, it, it went to the brink in 2012, and and you knew it was. I never to... thought I never thought it was going to get. 
Well, the Saints were kind of given like, oh, it'll be okay, it's gonna be fine. But but Dave, now that it hadn't gotten done, and like free agency is all bargain shopping now, basically. Um, is it gonna get done at all before the season starts? I I, I kind of don't think so. <laughs> I have no idea, really, to be honest with you. Um, I, I for me to say anything would be just pure speculation and guessing. Um, but I'll just I'll say that I I hope so. Uh, um, it, it'd be great if it was going to get done soon, and they had and it got them some extra money to play around with uh, this off season. If they fran- if they, if he goes next year and they want to franchise him, they have to pay him forty three million dollars as a cap hit. But, in yeah, yeah. Um, and I but I mean obviously uh, I I. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Um, whatever. <laughs> no, whatever. I, but, it's not, I, no, it's probably going to, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. They'll probably, they'll probably franchise tag him and breeze will, um, file an appeal and take it to court saying <laughs> that he's, he's really a uh, running back and, uh, and drag out for two years. Uh, yeah, no, who knows? The Saints, the Saints suck. They, they treat their they treat their best players like crap when it comes to contracts. I mean, and except if you're Junior Gallette. yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, here's the thing with 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 Breeze is the long term deal. I mean, oh, that's what I was going to say. They need to get it done. If it doesn't happen in the next two weeks, I feel like it's pointless because in the after two weeks, after another two weeks of free agency. There's not going to be anybody left where they're going to need that large of an amount of but money why? But uh, to sign. So, it's, but, so to be honest with you, if it doesn't get done in the next week and a half, two weeks, it's almost it's almost pointless. You know, the it's, Saints it's, the don't ship is already the Saints don't leak, so it's hard to know. But Andrew, <clears throat> what could it be? Flacco got 41 million guaranteed. Uh, Brady got a redone, and he got like 40 million in signing bonus. So like, what could it be? The Saints are assholes. They are probably they would probably tell Drew Brees, you know, we think you're going to break down next year. We don't even think you're going to be terrible. I mean, they just. How much risk is it for? Well, then I guess my question is. Well, we Andrew, don't know. Much, we don't know who it is. We know. We, I mean, you say the Saints are assholes, but we know Tom Condon oh, is he. probably the biggest asshole of all. So. Well, who's who? How much? We we all say. Well, That's it's it, agent, you know we all say. The Saints are under the gun. The Saints are under the gun because you know they need cap space, and next year's cap hit is forty plus million dollars. But Andrew, how much pressure is Drew Brees on? Because we talk about his cap hit being thirty million, but that's not the salary that he's going to make this year. You know, I think his actual salary is going to be is like less than fifteen million, right? Right. So he is risking. You know, if the Saints are offering him Joe Flacco money and say thirty-five to forty million guaranteed. And he wants fifty or something. He's putting money at risk too. I mean, he's not young. He's had a couple injuries. How much sort of risk is Drew Brees taking? I think it's it's more than people think. Maybe it's more than people think. If he has a bad year, then there's already that notion, that narrative out there that he's declining. Whether it's true or not, you know, I think some people are buying into it. And, you know, obviously we watch it closely enough and we, we know that's not true. But uh, I think some executives, some NFL, they, they, I mean, we're educated 
Saints fans. You know, a lot of us, the people that listen to this podcast, they probably know more about the status of Drew Brees than maybe some NFL executives, honestly. And, you know, I, I just think that's the narrative. And if he has a bad season, if he gets hurt, um, that, that just furthers that agenda and it could maybe hurt him financially. But the, the bottom line is NFL teams are so desperate, A, to win now and B, to have an elite passer uh, that they'll pay Drew Brees on an open market, whatever. Together. Yeah, but I mean, it, what I guess I mean they, injured or not. What? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he if he. But if he, here's the deal. I, look, I, I wrote a, a post about this. You did on Saints it, Nation, and I'm gonna quickly summarize how I feel about this. I, I feel like for the Saints to not get this done. I mean, we he's counting 30 million against the cap, so they could have given him a contract that could have paid him. Joe Flacco money. I mean, he, he could have gotten a $40 million guarantee up front right now, signed, done deal, and it could have given the Saints as much as $10 million in cap space this year. And so when you look at the benefit from both sides, A. Breeze gets a ton of cash up front, way more than he's getting paid this year. And from the Saints' perspective, they get $10 million to spend against the cap. It's, it's shocking to me that they didn't go into free agency – with this done, uh, you know, and you look at the Ravens and you look at the Patriots and it's, it's a revolving thing. They just keep doing it over and over. They keep redoing these deals with Brady and the saints, when it comes to negotiating with Brees, can't get it done. And for me, that's shocking. And I, I'm, I'm going to say it plainly guys. I just don't think the saints are serious about winning this year. And so <laughs> to, to, I mean, otherwise this would be done. And so to me, like the, the mentality of the front office, unless they're stupid, and I don't believe that they are, is we're going to ride out 2016, we're going to suffer through this contract for one more year, and then we're going to make a serious run in 2017 when Breeze is, is 38. 38 years old, or they're blowing it up. I mean, th- those are the two scenarios I see. Well, if they're... Well, if they were, if they're gonna, the thing is, if they're gonna, if they're, if they're gonna blow it up, they should have done it already, and they should have called John Elway when he was in a panic last week when Brock Osweiler left, and they should have fleeced John Elway. Yeah. Like, I mean, they can't. You, you can't. The rebuilding with a thirty-eight-year-old quarterback is, it's, it's insan, it's insanity, because they, every year from now on, from 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 twenty sixteen on, is just. Drew Brees is year to year. I mean, all Drew Brees is doing at this point, if they keep giving him this roster, is they're they're not going to the playoffs, and he's he's good enough that he's going to prevent them from a top ten pick. Yeah. I mean, Andrew. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Dave. What? Shit. Go yeah, ahead, you're Dave. On tonight's podcast. Go ahead. I, go ahead, Dave. I said shit got real on tonight's podcast. It, well, I mean, the thing is, the thing is, I, like, I mean, can can you guys make an argument that the Saints are serious about winning this year? Well, Lickney Loomis said today, free they're not all in. They're not all in. They're going to bring in Craig Robinson. The attitude with, with Sean Payton going into off seasons where he's like, as long as I'm here, we're going to push the envelope. T- to me, they're either taking a two year approach, or they're ready to be done with Breeze. I mean, it's one or the other, but either way, the thing that's so concerning to me 
is you look at all the warning signs. Okay, you look at Tom Condon as free agency starting. He says, "Yeah, I'm sure I'll hear from Mickey Loomis in a couple weeks." And I'm immediately thinking to myself, "What the hell are you talking about? Why? Why wouldn't this be now? Like, why haven't you heard from him?" And then you hear Sean Payton on NFL Network saying, "Yeah, I'm really confident this is going to be done. It'll be easy. It'll be quick." And it should be done in short order. And then Mickey Loomis in a press conference says, well, we don't have to do this. You know, we, we might do it, but we don't have to. And then today he was really short. You know, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Breeze is under contract. So yeah. to me, when he says that, he, he's either A, sending the message that they're past the point of no return. He's frustrated. And he's like, nope, you, you're under contract. We're, we're going with your $30 million this year, and we'll deal with it next offseason. Or he's... I don't know. <laughs> He's posturing or something. But you well, know, I mean, here's the, the day, it, it, go ahead. Here's the thing that's so frustrating is that like if they do it, to, if they did it, if they do it after this podcast, after it's posted, which would be standard operating procedure for the Saints <laughs> to, to to announce these, you know, the four year, eighty two million dollar deal, forty forty whatever guaranteed, the Saints get eleven million dollars in cap room. It's like. So what? So you can rummage through the bargain bin? I mean, there's look, there's no but here's the thing. There's so here's no the decent thing. guards if left. That, if that was going to be their strategy to rummage through the garbaging garbage bin, then they shouldn't have signed Fleener to that contract. That's the thing. Like either they're trying to improve talent with really good players that are going to cost them a lot of money, and they sign guys like Fleener, or they go the other route and they're like, no, we're just going to try to add a bunch of guys that are mid-level guys or lower-level guys and try to find a gem. Either strategy they, they, is cool. They, go the, right, they, go, they would go the Patriot way. Yeah, either strategy is cool. But what you just described, Ralph, signing Fleener to that deal is completely contradictory. And so that's the part that's confusing and really frustrating for me is that all of a sudden I'm starting to lose confidence in this front office and wondering if they really don't know what they're they, doing. This they, isn't a sound strategy to me. They look – it feels like – and I hate to say this because this is really a bad – this is really a, a shot at them, but I'm going to do it anyway. It feels like – Don't say Bill Kuharik. Kuharik. <laughs> and what it is is what would happen with Kuharik is like when he was with Ditka is they had win for Tubbs and they didn't pay him. And San Francisco got them, and then they panic, and they go and get San Francisco's middle linebacker for like 75% of what they should have paid Winford Tubbs, and they lose a corner, and they go get – they lose Ashley Ambrose, and they go get Drakeford. And like it's always like they don't have a plan. They're like, well, I think we're going to resign our guys, and then it doesn't work out, and they panic. And I feel like they didn't sign Ben Watson, so they got to go – like it doesn't feel like they have a plan, whereas in other off seasons. It felt like they had a structured idea of what they were doing. This year, it feels like they're grope, kind of groping in the dark. Yeah. And well, I mean, the the real frustrating thing here is we're talking about the one the worst pass defense statistically from a quarterback rating in NFL history. They re-signed Kyle Thir- Wilson though. Thirty-first overall in total defense last year. Um, you know, right back to the Spagnola level of quality, and they. They have signed exactly zero new players. We're, we're over a week into free agency now. They have signed zero guys to help improve that side of the ball. I mean, this. I guess the the, the words that I'm looking for, Dave, is they're, is they're trying to like 
They're going like they're not they're not they're not doing any one plan. They're like a little bit of column, as Kevin would say, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I mean, <laughs> where is Kevin? I don't know where Kevin is. He's power bombing. He's power bombing someone. He said uh, he was done with wrestling, wrestling practice in three yeah. minutes. Yeah, I don't know. So um, maybe he's got a hot date. Hot date. Okay, we're talking about Kevin. So uh, with his dog. Yeah. Exactly. So the Saints, there. The, the thing is, there's nothing left in free agency. I don't. Th- there's there's no player at any need that the Saints have that's that's really you're going to be like, wow, they got him, and they can go get out and get a broken down guard like Jeff Schwartz, and that would be great for me because I get to make baseballs jokes all summer, and I would be, <laughs> I would be, I'm down for that. You know, power of the sport. I'm down for. I'm well, down. They're, they're gonna. They're gonna have to kill this draft. That's for sure. I mean, but they're not. Any anything less than than a plus draft is not gonna cut it this year if they want to be competitive yeah. in 2016. Well, we're we're. Angry. I mean, let's let's not forget they're in the Panthers division. Yeah, and the Panthers they might not go 15 and one, but they're not gonna they're gonna not gonna drop there as long as Cam Cam Newton is healthy and that defense is there. They're not going less than like nine and seven, ten six. So, and Atlanta's done a bunch of. Atlanta's done some some moves, but I don't know that they're necessarily interesting or good. Um, but here's the thing: we we are angry. Uh, we had somebody rant this week. Michael Mims called in, uh, and he left us a rant uh, that was filled with facts and less cursing than and me. logic and logic. Not like me and Andrew when we when we rant at each other. But uh, Michael, uh, take it away. Love the podcast. My name is Michael Mims. I'm an attorney here in New Orleans. You can find me on Twitter at No Lemonade. I wanted to respond to something that Dave said last week. He argued that Drew Brees ought to take a pay cut. He questioned his loyalty. He said that Brees' biggest priority ought to be allowing the Saints to sign as many free agents as possible. I've heard a lot of Saints fans make the same argument, and frankly, I think it's bullshit. The reason that Brady has appeared in six Super Bowls and Brees only in one is not because of Breeze's contract. It's because the best teams don't try to win in March. Rather, they try to draft and develop their defense, and the Patriots know that. You look at the 2014 Patriots Super Bowl team. That defense was loaded with players like Jamie Collins, Gerard Mayo, Vince Wilfork, Malcolm Butler, Dante Hightower, Chandler Jones, Devin McCourty. Those are all players that the Patriots drafted and developed, and that's just to name a few of them. You contrast that with the Saints right now, Look at our defense, players we drafted prior to 2015. We've got Cam Jordan, Vaccaro, Jenkins, and Vinny Cesari. That's two good players, one role player, one special teamer, and that is it. This is not a new problem. You look at the 9 Saints. That was a talented roster and above-average defense, but you know what? The Saints built that defense, acquiring players in free agency, trade, or just inheriting them. There are only three players on that defense that Peyton actually drafted and developed. That's Harper, Porter, and Ellis. Now, that doesn't usually work in the NFL. It worked in 09, but we've learned since that that is not a formula for success. We've tried to make up for it in free agency by signing players like Hawthorne, Lofton, Bunkley, Bird, and Browner, but it hasn't worked out. That is why our roster is crap. Not because of Breeze's contract, but because we don't know how to draft and develop defense. Now, back to Drew Breeze. You look at other teams with star quarterbacks, they have managed to keep a talented roster without their quarterback taking a discount. I'm talking about Baltimore, Green Bay, Seattle. They're filled with cheap, young talent that they've drafted, and so they've been able to give their quarterbacks these big contracts, and it hasn't been a problem. Now, 
Dave, you argue that Breeze's first priority ought to be to try to win a Super Bowl. I'm tempted to agree, but that's a little bit of a dangerous game to play. Because honestly, the way this front office has sucked so badly with defense, if I was Drew, I would be tempted to go look for another team. And I'm just grateful that Drew hasn't. So guys, you like that. I like that rant. I mean, he was good. He had facts. He he, he mentioned Dave. It was nice. It was nice. Very good very, job, intel- dude. very intelligent guy. Yeah, you know. I'm impressed. Not like not like me and you, Andrew. Where we no. just go we just go off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know, before we get to before we get to the Twitter, That guy should start a blog or something. He should. The yeah. uh before we get to the before we get to the Twitter questions, is there anybody in left in free agency that you're like if the Saints would sign him, that would make you very happy. Uh, no, not for me. I mean, they're, they're, well, I, I'd love Chris Long. I don't think that's happening. Um, <laughs> but for me, you know, I think at this point the Saints are past like the big name that that's gonna, you know, that everyone is excited about. Craig Robinson about. of the Browns. Wait, what's that? Craig Robinson of the Browns. Well, a- well that's what I was gonna say. I, I think they can still get gems. You know, and and I, I go back to last season, and you know we were so excited about Spiller, and, and some of us were looking forward to Browner, and and you know you you go back, and who ends up being the best free agent signings as a class? It ended up being Delvin Bro and Kevin, <laughs> Kyle Kyle Wilson, and, and so, Kevin and, and uh, or Kevin, Kevin Wilson, Kevin, Kevin Williams, sorry. Yeah, but Kevin uh, Williams, let's not let's not uh, let's not make him out. I mean, he was a nice rotation player on a awful defensive line. Yeah, but That's, we were expecting him to break down after three games and you know, be be the Champ Bailey of the class. So, um, but oh yeah, God, so I remember but, but, Champ Bailey. Jeez, yeah. you talking about seeing that? There, there you go. It's a failed free agent. Talk about thing. stealing five hundred grand of Tom Benson's money. Jeez, yeah. it was more than that, I think. Well, but, that was what he. That's what he got. No, that's what he got as a signing bonus. Okay, I mean, um, was, but yeah, no. I, I again, I think it's you know. It, Sometimes you make low investments and your expectations are low, and a guy like that surprises you. Sharper, Darren Sharper was a perfect example of that. Um, so I, I think at this point, low. I'm fine with low investments, and you know, I, I hope the Saints. Here's the thing: if the Saints sign five or six guys that are low-level free agents that build the depth, and you talk about this linebacker from the Browns just now, I would much rather him than some undrafted rookie. And oh, you know, that, when you look at the un, uh, when you look at the defensive line last year, when it was Yules and yeah you know, and and Ashad Mabry and, and all these guys making the team on opening day, and you're just like, I would much rather a 27 year old that's been in the league for four years that knows how to play the game, knows how to be a professional, has been in the weight room in an you know in, in an NFL regimen, and knows how to play and builds the depth of the roster. And so, you know, when you look at a guy like that Browns guy, give me five or six more of those, maybe three of them pan out, and maybe they're not awesome, maybe they're not even starters, but people are going to get hurt, and when they have to come in, the roster, the team will be better off Well, you mentioned, Andrew just mentioned people getting hurt, and Dave, you know, uh, they lost Raphael Bush, you know, to free agency, and he didn't play last year, but the thing is, the Saints got decimated last year at corner and safety. Now, I know Browner was a disaster as a signing, but they still had nice depth there. I mean, this year, safety is officially like weak side linebacker, where if Eller- when Ellerby got hurt, you fell off a cliff. At least last year when Bush got hurt, 
you know, you still had you still had Vaccaro and you still had Bird, and now, eh, you now, know. now, now they got Sensari and Canadian Canadian Rodney Harrison. <laughs> right, that's actually exactly what I was going to mention. Is is uh, obviously we've got Sensari, and I don't know what to expect from him. He's more of a special teams guy, but he's never uh, been healthy ever. No, uh, yeah, no, I Sensari know. Sensari is going on IR. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so here's hoping Eric Harris, who's the Canadian football league guy, here's hoping he's the next, uh, Delvin Bro. Yeah. Let's uh, be honest, he's the next Marcus Ball. <laughs> Marcus Ball is playing for the Panthers. <laughs> Great. Yeah, on special teams, yeah, Carmen. Yeah, on their practice cash, squad. Cash and checks, man. Cash and checks. Uh, so we have, we have, uh, uh, Twitter questions. Oh, well, I have, I have no doubt he'll cash a check for the same. <laughs> so. Uh, first question is from Aaron Moncrief. Uh, question is for you, Ralph. Why do you hate the Saints? People demand answers. Well, I got in a little, uh, I got in a little Twitter, I don't know, tiff or war with the lovely and talented Nick Underhill. He's a nice guy. Uh, oh, you did? I did. Except when he's salty. Except when he's salty. He said, if the Saints add a couple of free agents, add a couple of nice rookies, get healthy, their defense can move up the rankings and surprise. And I was like, Nick. Don't give me that. And he said, that's not what I said at all. And I quoted him the article. I quoted him a direct quote from his article. And he got mad at me and said, why am I so angry? Uh, blah, 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 blah. You know, that's what everybody says. Whenever they, whenever they, whenever people go away from your points and, and start saying that I'm angry, I know that I've won. He said, come at me. So I started quoting his article to him. Um, but here's the thing. Like, I just, I'm not angry. I want the Saints to win. I'm going to fly in for like three or four games this year. I buy the goddamn season tickets. I don't hate the Saints. I want them to win. But this this I mean, not... I mean, you you do a podcast once yeah. a week for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. So but like I am not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just because this, the Saints are not doing any free thing in free agency and they're telling us it's gonna be fine. I'm not gonna talk myself in to this crap roster and believe that they're gonna hit on five rookie draft picks and they're gonna play five rookies and they're gonna sign three free agents and they're gonna rebuild it. It's just not gonna happen. Here's the thing that I was uh, that I argue with Nick about. I'm like look uh, I, I bet him, actually. I said, I said, Nick, I'll donate $500 to your favorite charity, or you can donate 500 to mine. Do you think the Saints will get 40 starts from on defense from their rookie class? He didn't answer back. And here's the thing. The Saints haven't had a really good draft in a decade. Do you think, Andrew, do you think they're going to get 40 starts from rookies they draft? I think it's possible, but if they do, it's probably not going to be very good. You I know? Mean, that would mean they got they got 16 starts out of uh, Anthony, right? Yeah. Kikaha start. He played in 15, but I think he started about eight, maybe eight. So that yeah. get, so that gets you to 24. And Swan then Swan maybe started a couple. Swan started about four games, so that gets you to and 20. And Davison maybe started a couple. You know, so I mean, and that was a good draft. So yeah. you're, you're telling me they're going to get two and a half starters that are going to st- – two of them are going to start every week, and one of them is going to start half the year? Well, I mean, and then that was for the 31st-ranked defense overall. So, yeah. But I, but I just think ex- I just think expecting them to nail no, – Oh, Bobby the- Richardson had a bunch of starts. He didn't, they didn't draft him, though. Oh, right, right. They didn't draft him. Right. So, I mean, that's the thing, like – they they are going to have to thread the needle so much that they're going to have to go in the bargain bin and get like – Well, that, again, that's why I think 
signing five or six cheap free agents is, is so important. I mean, some of these guys are going to surprise you, hopefully. And it, it's tough, man. I, I, I think it's frustrating when – and I don't want to blast the Saints. I mean, this this podcast has felt very negative. And, because it is? Because we're yeah. mad? <laughs> yeah, God, I mean, it. listen, listen, I, I want to I, – I don't really want to assume – they're gonna be horrible until you know I see what how free agency pans out and how the draft goes and you know see what they really have going in going into training I, camp. I, so I, I'm not I'm not officially you know on the it's gonna be I'm four not, and twelve, five and eleven. No, but like here's the thing with Dave, since they're gonna go through the bargain bin, like one or two bargain bin recycle guys isn't gonna cut it. Like they gotta bring in like at least like four to yeah. satisfy me. No, I agree. I agree with that. And yeah, I, I think it's going to be tough to do that without restructuring Breeze. Even, I mean, they got what, here's, here's the thing that's so here's the thing that's so tough is you have to sign Fleener, for example, to a five year deal because you have no cap space. And so you can't really get away with like, yeah, you're paying this veteran a lot of money. But it's a one-year deal, and the Saints can't do one-year deals because when you do a one-year deal, all of it goes against the cap. Yeah. When you do a five, they're forced to do these long-term deals because then the first year of the deal is really cheap, and because the contract's backloaded and they give them a signing bonus, and so they give them a really low salary in year one. And so they it's they're forced to give these guys long-term deals, which they can't really do, and so – uh, that's why I think free agency. I mean, it's going to be hard for them. It's really, I think, I think it's 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 been clear based on how this is going that it's all about the draft for the Saints. And if you look look at Loomis and Sean Payton, they've been at all of these pro days. They yeah. have been in attendance. At but all they don't even. They've they, been taking, many, they're they taking. They're taking all the Clemson defenders out to dinner. They're taking all the LSU players out to dinner tonight. But they only have and six so, picks, right? They only have six picks. But my point here is that. The clearly, they're going into the draft looking to hit a home run, and they're doing their research, and it's obvious to me that that's their focus. They better hit a home run like 2006 home run. Like it better be, it better be bases loaded and 500 feet. Yeah, because I but mean, I, but I think but but my point is, if that's the strategy, once again, I have to say, if that's their strategy, then they're sending a pretty clear message that we're not going to improve that much in 2016. Dave, what can they do in the off season just to not make you angry? Uh, not counting the draft. Oh, to not counting the draft. I, I think you guys hit on it earlier. They they just at this point, whether they restructure Breeze or not, they've got a, about five million in cap space. I mean, I guess they're not going to use all of that. They need to leave a little bit. So I, I still think you can get one or two guys. I, I'd like to see him either get a guard uh, or or. A couple of defensive give me, guys. Give me about six guards. Well, I mean, you know, something in uh, something in the pass rush department would be great. Um, but I'd, I'd like to see them do something. I'd like to see them quite... make make some sort of move. Act like they speaking, are, give give a shit. Here. Speaking of moves, this is from Knox Van Horn. Free agents. Who do you sign? Uh, Nick Fairley, maybe. Yeah, I no. can see that. No, no. Andrew's not. I, no, I I hate that move. Like, yeah, but I could you, see it happening just, because I you just, just cleaned up your reports? locker room. You just cleaned up your locker room. You just got in a position where you like the chemistry. You like how things are going. 
and you're going to sign Nick Fairley, the la- the laziest, like, <laughs> bad attitude guy on, on the market. Like, yeah, he's pretty good, but I, I thought the whole point here was they wanted to fix the character of this team. Is he, he any does, good? He, I don't know. I mean, he's better than what they have probably. I, th- but... I think he – I mean, PFF is whatever, but he, he graded out well last year, but – you could you put know, Bobby again, Richardson again, next. I, you, I just think you, you could put you could put you put you could put uh, Bobby Richardson next to Aaron Donald, and he'd grade out good. Yeah, I mean, again, it depends on the contract. You know, if if I, I don't know how they can afford this again because of the Drew Brees situation, but if they sign fairly to a one-year or three million dollar deal, then I'm fine with it because if he's a disaster, then you deal with it for a year, and then he he's off the books and he's gone. But if you're going to sign him to a five-year deal for $18 million or whatever, then no, I'm not okay with it. Another question. This is from Anthony Sparks. Would you be interested in Mike Wallace at the right price, Dave? Dave? Dave, are you there? Wait, what? What? Would you be interested in Mike Wallace, the receiver? Uh, Keenan Lewis's boy. I mean, before they sign any defensive free agent, no. Like, like that was the next signing. If, if Mike Wallace was the next fucking Saints Asian <laughs> signing, I would, I would, my mind would be blown. <laughs> I mean, my, Mike Wallace would actually bother me less than fairly because I feel like, at least on offense, they have an identity, they have a core, they have a successful group. And Wallace would just be another guy that need, either needs to shape up or ship out. Yeah, and the thing is with Mike Wallace is they would sign him to like a one year deal. And it would be, yeah. it would be. Look, you're going to be Devery Henderson. You're just going to go deep, and you're going to catch 35 or 40, 40 balls. We don't need that. Brandon Cooks can do that. Well, yeah, but Mike Wallace is. I mean, yeah, Brandon Cooks. Mike Wallace is bigger than Brandon Cooks, though, right? Yeah, he is. So I mean, they could sign him. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a bad sign. I mean, they're going to have to add a wide receiver at some point. You know. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you're going to take a character risk, I'd rather them do it on offense than defense. And Mike Wallace, when he was in Pittsburgh in a good locker room, he was fine. He was a he was he was a little bit of a head case in Miami, but Miami locker room is a disaster. Uh, this is from Matthew Miller. What's everyone's favorite crockpot recipe? Uh, I like I like pot roast. Pot roast. Uh, it's uh, you know, or or. It's not really a recipe, but if you can find it, Marie Callender's chicken and dumplings, you can put in the crock pot. That's good, too. My, my wife always my, cooks my the, wife. Uh, red beans and rice in the crock pot. Yeah. Uh, this is a good question from Reichert. Uh, I saw a clip of Fleener making a Hail Mary interception of Matt Ryan. Is yes. he already a better That's corner? True. Is he already a better cornerback than Browner or Corey White? He's definitely a better cornerback than Brandon Browner. I well, about, I was I was going to say he has more interceptions of Matt Ryan than Jairus Bird does. <laughs> oh, Lord. Sign him up. Sign him up. They signed him, man. And Jairus Bird has probably faced Matt Ryan way more than uh, Kobe Fleener. <laughs> so, I mean. Well, not that much more because, you know, he's oh, yeah, that's injured right. all he the time. All of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so, um,. That about wraps up the show. Remember to don't if you donate a dollar a month, just like Michael Mims did, you get to rant. And as this offseason goes, that was a great rant. It was. So I mean, 
you're gonna want to you're gonna want to rant, and your family might not want to listen to it. Your wife, your kids, your wife. You know, so you know, just donate, rant into your phone, save it as a, a, a wave file, send it to us, and boom, you can be an internet star, just like Michael Mims. Um, so that about wraps up. You know, Andrew's turning out uh, angry posts about the Drew Brees contract. Dave is turning out uh, angry posts about Fleener on Canal Street Chronicles. Uh, Kevin is on the Tinder or WrestleMeNaked.com or some such. <laughs> WrestleMeNaked.com. <laughs> so, That's um, a million-dollar idea, man. <laughs> it is amazing. I need to get up. probably already exists. It probably does. <laughs> one of our listeners needs to go right now and it probably look does. it up. It probably does. So, What do you uh, mean one of our listeners? Kevin needs to go look this up. <laughs> so, um, you know, the Saints will probably make a really important move in the next 30 to 45 minutes. Second. Uh, seconds. Yeah. Probably sign a linebacker and a safety um, and Chris Long. And, 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 and Breeze's deal. <laughs> and Breeze's deal. It'll, it'll, all, it'll all happen and we'll have to do an emergency podcast, but that would be good because this this podcast was a pretty it was a downer for me. It was down. It was down. But you know what? Look, what do you want us to do? We want to lie, cheer up. You know, drink yourself, drink yourself silly. So uh, for Dave at, at the Pelican House, at the Pelican House, of course. So for Andrew, uh, for Dave, for Kevin, who's uh, wrestling naked. Uh, I'm Ralph. Uh, until next week, uh, the bar is closed. Restructure Drew Brees.